We're hanging out uh, in Matthew. Again, if you want to turn there uh, and get ready to Matthew 2, or you can open up your Bible app and then find the events, and we're live, and you can keep track of stuff on there. But here's where we left off, just in case you forgot uh, from last week. Jesus was born, which is a good thing, right? The Magi came to Jerusalem, and the Magi were in town, and they asked the people, where's this baby, the king of the Jews who's been born? And then through the grapevine, King Herod heard about it, and then King Herod called this secret meeting, it says secret, a secret meeting, uh, with the Magi, and he tells them, he tells them, go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. And it sounds all very nice, but we know that King Herod doesn't really want to go worship the baby Jesus, right? This is like a, he's a sweet talker, I'm sure. He's this guy in power and these people are coming to worship this new king. He doesn't want that to happen. So he says, tell me, because I want to go pay a visit to him. It's kind of like, a, he reminds me of Jafar from Aladdin. I don't know why, but Jafar is a sweet talking advisor, but he's not very, not very nice, obviously. Anyways, so that's Herod again, in case you ever wanted to know what his face looked like. And we don't believe that Herod was up to any good or he really wanted to worship. So we pick up in verse 9. So Matthew chapter 2, verse 9 through 12. After they heard the king, that's the Magi, they went on their way and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary and they bowed down and worshiped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route, another route. And how mad must King Herod have been? He had the secret meeting. He probably felt like he had their trust and their confidences because he was this big king ruler. And, you know, he had a secret meeting with them and felt like they were on the inside. And then in the dream, they were told not to go back to this king. And they went home a different way. And it had to be even more infuriating because uh, if you're not very familiar with Middle Eastern geography from the biblical times, uh, Jerusalem is here. That's the capital. And then Herod built this great palace called the Herodium, which is such an awesome word to say. So say it sometime, Herodium. And that's where, his, that's where he hung out at. That was like his, his mainstay. And those were about eight miles apart, uh, which doesn't seem very far, but you know, when you have to walk everywhere, eight miles is a, a day's worth of walking. But in between there is Bethlehem. So the king of the Jews, the new leader of the Jews, the, the Messiah was born right in his backyard, both backyards. So I'm sure he was furious and we have two very different reactions going on here. Last week we asked the question, are you a wise man? Are you a magi? Or are you a King Herod? In other words, do you recognize who Jesus is and worship him? Or do you try and hold on to all of the control that you have in your life and then try to snuff out Jesus? Because when I read this story from the beginning to the end, and you can read this such, it's the birth of Jesus in Matthew, it's good stuff with the Magi. I see a group of men from a different part of the world, very different part of the world. Like, uh, they're mystical men, they're learned men, right? They study the stars, which the Jewish people didn't do. 
These guys come here, they recognize something amazing has happened. Right? This, these people don't practice the Jewish religion. They're not God's chosen people. So for them to recognize a sign that God placed in the sky, to recognize it was something amazing, is something special. They came from a distant land, and then they have a king whose kingdom is changing in just an instant, and nobody told him. Right? He had to hear it through the grapevine. Though we see different reactions, we see extremes. We see uh, worship, and then we see trying to get rid of Jesus. These extremes, we have our own reactions. They're probably somewhere in between, if we're being honest. One thing doesn't change, and that's God came to this earth and walked among his creation through Jesus. No matter if you're King Herod, or you're a wise man, or you're a Protestant, or a Catholic, or a Muslim, or an atheist, or a Buddhist, God came to this earth through Jesus. So how many people here, a little side tangent here, how many people would be excited to get this as a gift this year? Underwear, t-shirts, and socks. Would anybody be excited to get underwear, t-shirts, and socks? I see a lot of adults raising their hands. That's good. That's Preach. Preach. So, as a child, I never in a million years would have asked for underwear, t-shirts, undershirts specifically, and socks. But nevertheless, every Christmas, I would get a package about this big and it would be all soft and you knew that it was either the package of underwear, t-shirts, or socks. And then my family had a tradition where we would all sit around in a big circle and you would open your gifts up one at a time and then you'd have to feign, thank you, I've always wanted multicolor underwear in front of every single member of your family. I would take soap too. If we sat in a circle today and somebody gave me a package of underwear, I would probably give up, get up and go give that hug or a kiss because this stuff is expensive. <laughs> yeah. And if I don't have to buy it, that means the money I can be spent on something, you know, fun. It's gotten to the point as an adult that when Colleen asks me, what do you want for Christmas? I say, well, I don't really know. And the next question is, what's our budget? I tell her and she goes, okay. Do you want something fun? Or do you want something practical? And as a child, the first answer would have been fun. Never, never anything practical. Now it will take me two to three days to think about, do I want something practical that I could use and I will enjoy? Or do I want something fun? I think it's about split this year. I don't know. I haven't gotten gifts, obviously, yet. So how about this? Go ahead and go to the next year. I just saw a little a snippet of it. but. I believe it, okay. Not just you, so how, how, how many people know what movie this is from? Christmas Story, right? 24 hours a day on TBS for however long. He gets this from his aunt, right? He gets this from his aunt and his parents make him, oh man, his parents make him go put this on and he comes down wearing the pink onesie and he's so upset about it and so mortified. Go ahead and go to the next slide. This is a picture from Amazon. You can enjoy your very own 
Christmas story pink onesie from anywhere between $50 to $100. So it can be your own, and people will enjoy wearing these onesies now. It's all the rage. We went to Target last night, and there were more onesies on display than there were regular pajamas. And Carlene's already picked out her cheeseburger and pizza onesie. <laughs> it's full of... Sorry, I like the taco one. So uh, you come to our house, we'll both be uh, wearing onesies with food on them. Just as happy. <laughs> so the, the, the best thing about both of these gifts are the perspective we have when we receive them. Where are you at in life that you receive a gift? Do you appreciate it or do you not appreciate it? We talked about the gift of Jesus came for everybody. And we all react very differently to how this Jesus character comes into our lives. How do we receive this gift is what sets us apart from believers and non-believers. Because non-believers are hearing about Jesus and who he is, and they either reject him or they accept him and become a believer. Most people in this room have said, yes, I, I accept Jesus and the gift of his sacrifice and the gift of God walking on this earth, and we become Christians. So how do we honor the gift of Jesus when it comes to us? We accept it graciously and then we actually have to act on the gift that's been given to us. We can't just treat Jesus like an old necktie and throw it away, an old Christmas necktie and throw it in the dump. By a show of hands, how many people actually enjoy giving gifts to other people, more so than they actually get, like getting the gifts? You oh, a bunch of liars, I mean. <laughs> That's good. That's good. We had a very, that's a Christian way. We like to give more than we like to receive. And that's a really good thing. It's an art. <laughs> it's an art to find the right gift for somebody. For me, I have to keep a list throughout the year that I, if we're out and about, and Carmen says, that looks really cool. I'm like, oh, good to know. I'll take a little a little snapshot of it, until she bugs me around December and says, I really want this. Or let's walk down this aisle, and that looks really nice. <laughs> I would go back down the aisle. Look at that one. <laughs> I'm sure Ellie will be the same way. So, <laughs> It's such an art, because you really have to know somebody to give a good gift. The best gifts are exactly what a person wants or exactly what a person needs. Jesus is exactly what we need. We might not always want Jesus because that means we have to change our lives a little bit, but he's exactly what we need. I want you to do this. I want you to think about, think about the person that has wronged you the most in your life, right? The person that's made you the most mad or hurts you the most in your life. Think about that person. I'm sure you have a mental image or a name. And then I want you to think about giving that person the very best thing that you have. Whether that's money or your house and giving it freely without any strings attached. Just giving it away. Because that's what God did for his creation. 
Jesus' birth is a culmination of the Old Testament and the prophecy of all these people wronging God and turning their backs on him. And despite God sometimes wanting to wipe people out and being stopped by the pleas of his people, even through all the rejection and the hurt, God gave his very best with no strings attached. And that was himself. Now we don't have the divine nature of ourselves to give to people because we're not God. And the Magi weren't God. The Magi didn't even really follow the God that we know. But what they did do was give fantastic gifts. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh are very expensive. Gold is expensive today, but even more so then, frankincense and myrrh. They gave their very best, and King Herod was trying to hold on to his very best. King Herod's best was the kingdom, kingdom that he built around him at the time, and the power that he had in, in control. He was trying to hold on to that as the leader of the Jewish people, the Jewish people who were waiting for the, or the, the Messiah to come, the king of the Jews, those people were waiting. And then they gave him nothing. And the people from the faraway land gave him the very best. So I said, how should we respond to the gifts of Jesus? We should receive Jesus at step one. And then we should give our very best back to him. Christmas has turned into a big birthday party. And I don't think it's been for Jesus. It's been a big Christmas party for each other. How much money do we spend on Christmas gifts every year? Tons of money on buying the perfect gift. Tons of time going out on Black Friday or now Black Thursday. And I'm sure it's going to be Black Wednesday and then Black Tuesday and then Black Monday and then... Eventually, it's just going to be the whole year. We're going to be start buying stuff for Christmas. Santa and his elves dominate the space between what's now Halloween and, and Christmas time. And then the actual Advent season, the Advent, the waiting for some, somebody great or something great, Jesus, we get to spend maybe one night and one day every year saying, this is the reason for the season. We have to recognize what the season's all about, and that's God giving his very best. No matter if God was, Jesus was born on, you know, Christmas Day on December 25th, or if he was born in the springtime, or if he was born in the fall, no matter what, we're taking time to recognize that God gave his very best to us, and that's Jesus. Recognizing since, since God gave his very best, we should be giving our very best. It's nice to get gifts. I like to get gifts as much as the next person. But by a show of hands, it's much more rewarding and fulfilling to give gifts to people. We're told exactly how to do this. It's not very complicated how we're supposed to give our best back to God. If we look in the Great Commission, we're told right from Jesus, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. 
our very best is pointing out or pointing people to God who gave his very best. It's so simple. Go and tell people about Jesus and lead them to him. That's going to look very different for very, uh, you know, everybody here. Right? The way I lead people, the people I interact with is going to be very different than you know, even the way Carlene interacts with people or Jay interacts with people or even the people we're surrounded by. But the gift we have to give, the best gift we can give back to people is telling people about Jesus. Telling people about God who gave his very best. You can cross out, I, the take home point I have in the bulletin is it's not your birthday and that was going to be my original point but you can cross it out and put, uh, you know, God gave his very best. That's the take home point I want you to take. God gave his very best. Even in a time, any time Jesus really came, it would have been pretty awful to have to, you know, come from the kingdom of heaven and perfection to walk amongst the people and sacrifice that. It's not a very long message today because it's simple. God gave his best, so give your very best. We're coming up on a new year, 2017. And uh, we're going to start making New Year's resolutions, right? I'm sure, I was joking yesterday. uh, Somebody said to me, I have to start thinking about my New Year's resolutions. And I made the comment, of course, you know, what the promises you're going to break within the first month. Because how many people here have ever kept a New Year's resolution all the way through the whole year? (laughs) If you have, that's very... It's very impressive. (laughs) 365 days is a long time, right? I would like, as a church, that we give our very best back to the people that we interact with every day. The community that we serve outside these doors, we're going to give our very best because God gave his very best. God gave us a place to meet, the finances to do it. So let's let... 2017 not be a wasted year and wasted promises but something great alright let's pray God thank you for giving your very best giving yourself to your creation In words, it's so simple to say, I give everything I have. And you said that, and in your actions, you sent Jesus to walk amongst us and to interact with us. We thank you for the season. We thank you for the time we get to slow down and spend with our church families, our real families, to tell people about who you are, God, I pray that as we end this year and we get ready to go into the new year that we are as focused as ever, that your spirit is is shining bright and leading us into the ways that you want your kingdom to be broken into this world. I thank you for the love that this group of people has shown me and shown the community. I just pray as we come together as one church that 
Your spirit is moving in a way that we can't do that, that we can't make happen, that people get invigorated to give everything that they have back to you because you've given us so much already. Amen.